Dildos. Yes, dildos. Lots of dildos. <laughs> uh, that I, that's really funny because uh, I just started recording, so that should actually be the, <laughs> the start of the... <laughs> uh, dildos, dildos, lots of dildos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, as, as we've already established, Eric's always recording. <laughs> I am actually already recording, so... <laughs> uh, maybe the uh, Zoom I... audio got it because... Audacity was using my wrong microphone. I'm glad I noticed that. That would have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was using the headset I'm wearing has a microphone and it was using oh. that for some reason. Yeah, I always have to double check to make sure I'm recording from the mic. So I got everyone video games. Yeah, thank you, by the way. <laughs> you were my. I'm guessing you were my secret Santa, or is that a secret? No. No. No, no, no. Did I you, didn't I... participate in that this year. Yeah, did you oh. get a gift? Or do I need to follow up no. with your secret Santa person, Eric? No. Who, me? Oh, Eric. Yeah. I, I got a gift from MC. Okay. Yeah, MC wasn't part of that. So. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> MC just got us all gifts. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was no, so nice He's a nice you. guy. Um, uh, I, I got games for you guys, uh, a couple of my aw. other American friends. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know about Scoot or not. Uh, I've heard about him. A lot. Yeah. I think I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. So Scott? Scoot. 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 Uh, I'm assuming Scoot. your name he's... is Scott, but yeah, oh, okay, his real okay. name. I was like, wait. He... It's not uh, the Scott he's... you're thinking of, though. No. Is that uh, an accent so... thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh... I my boss's name is Scott, and so many times I've like been sending him a text message or something, and I accidentally type Scoot, and I, I'm like, oh, let me fix that. I don't know why. <laughs> his name is Scott. <laughs> There's a story about why he's called Scoot. You know how dogs wipe their ass? They, like, scoot on the carpet? No. No, it's not <laughs> that. <laughs> but he's okay. also a comedian, and uh, he's oh, a nice. Twitch streamer. So, yeah, oh, he's Mr. Cool. Scoot on Twitch. So, if you want to see me kiss him, you can go watch <laughs> the start of his show. That's okay. not a joke. Uh uh, we actually, uh, the, a couple of New Years back when I was in Portland, which is where he lives. Too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of... MC. Troy. And Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. Hello and welcome to Too Young for This Trek. I'm Tyler, and um, yeah, I, I've only seen the Star Trek that we've talked about. Yeah, I'm Eric. I've seen too much Star Trek. And I'm MC, and I've seen Star Trek a good amount. Like, not too much, not too little. Just right. I'm the Goldilocks. Yeah, and Troy's the the real big nerd, but he's not here. Aw, huge nerd, massive nerd. (laughs) I mean, I am one of those. I am a massive nerd. I'm just not a massive. Yeah, but Troy's the kind of nerd that gets like swirlies. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. He's the nerd that gets beat up. Are you calling me Fat Tyler? Uh, so yeah, today we're talking about Star Trek Discovery Season Three, Episode Eleven. Yeah, I think so. 11. Yes, uh, the Citadel. 
<laughs> yeah they faked us out it's called sakal and like i don't they could have just called it sakal and would have been mm. like what the fuck's a sakal and right um, yeah but they went and called it the citadel as like the most generic title ever like I, honestly I think all of the citadel came, would like, have worked too sorry well like the titles were like leaked from like the screen actors guild or something um, mm. because they have to like report you know the factors credits in a certain way and stuff like that so makes sense yeah alternative titles <laughs> did anyone else have anything <laughs> yeah i was gonna let you go first your name's on here first well yeah. i i just i just <laughs> called it the citadel because i mean that's what it is yeah that's what it was called i feel like it still kind of works because that that thing was kind of like a citadel right like i mean but no one once in the episode was like we're on the citadel <laughs> yeah like, it was a ship with another name and i forgot the name of the ship the yeah. Ishimura? no that's the ship from dead space um <laughs> yeah so i called it revenge of the chain i'm back to the star wars bullshit nice <laughs> M- mine's uh gonna be hollow nightmare Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I I would read out Troy's, but it's a novel. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he said Oh that. yeah, we we definitely gotta mention his. Bing Crosby sings about taking care of our veterans on the Ed Sullivan show in nineteen fifty four and we still haven't gotten the message. AKA we watched White Christmas instead of this episode. There you go. There you go, Troy. I said it. Bloody novelist over here. <laughs> um, and I guess we should mention at the top that uh, we said last week we were going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 2 at the end of this one, and uh, we're not. Yeah, uh, something that, like, this whole episode is chock full of things we need to talk about and things mm-hmm. that are happening in... Yeah, and when Tyler episode, still needs to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, three quarters of the first episode, but um, <laughs> I, I, this episode, it was just it's it's so much, and I feel like it deserves its own episode. We shouldn't water it down by talking about Star Wars. So I was thinking maybe we can do the Mandalorian as like a bonus episode at some point. I'd love to do that. Like just like we'll just randomly release it in the middle of a week. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. All right. So, let's see if I can quickly read the summary before my timer goes off and to go reset the shusher. <laughs> I'm also battling Chewy. He's trying to jump oh, no. on the computer. <laughs> um, all right. Last time on Star Trek Discovery. Giorgio's still deadish. Gray is back-ish. But who cares about that shit? We've got a nebula to fuck and a baby to save. So, Cobra Saru and Burnham transport down to the holodeck program going wrong, fused with a 120-year-old... Kelpian baby on a dilithium planet inside of a radioactive nebula. Also, there's a spooky ghost, and they change races. <laughs> Meanwhile, acting Captain Tilly finds herself in a real Kobayashi Maru when she comes face to face with Brainiac. She must choose between protecting the spore drive and saving the away team. In the radioactive holodeck program, the away team starts to melt or burn as their time runs out. On the outside, Brainiac uses his weird tentacle ship claws to grab the disco <laughs> and uses tech to force Stamets to jump their ship to the Federation's HQ. Book poops out the disco's butthole to go save the away team just in time. 
Also, Adira is there. Adira and Michael swap places, and we learn who caused the burn. It was none other than Philippa Giorgio. The original one from the USS. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Battling a cat is hard. It's the original one from the USS Shinjo. And that's why you never violate the Prime Directive. This whole thing is her fault. <laughs> if she wouldn't have taken on Saru, then Saru wouldn't have, uh, you know, survived Varah. Vara, I can't never say Vaharai. it. Vaharai. And then, you know, they would still be like a slave race to the uh, Ba'ul. And then they would have never joined the Federation, and then they couldn't have went and sent on this mission to this dilithium planet to cause this. So it's Georgia's uh, fault. I, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, yeah. She shouldn't have violated the Prime Directive. <laughs> that's why it exists. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for Christmas, I got this cool little captain's log oh that's, that's like awesome uh this is was that, from is... my secret santa oh okay <laughs> and uh first is that page passport no like a captain's it... log passport i don't know no? i think oh. it's just a log book yeah no it's cool <laughs> looking yeah first page says prime directive no identification of self or mission no interference with the social development of said planet no references to space other worlds or advanced civilization yeah, it's, it's world it's the number first one. page. Yeah, it's right in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Giorgio do doomed us all. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning then, since we're talking about Giorgio and how we're still at the wake when we mm. start this episode. The the wake of um, jo uh, Emperor Giorgio. But, uh, so, we're at the wake and Adira's feeling sort of left out. At the beginning, but uh, Stamets is like, "Hey, this is your crew now as well, essentially, and we're here for you." And, and then Gray pops back up. Yep. Thoughts, sure feelings does. on this scene? Uh, not really. Like, I don't, I don't know. I Gray hasn't been on the show enough for me to like care that much. Oh, I just meant um, about the whole scene, uh, oh. like uh, the whole. Because as soon as we get to the end of this scene, it's straight into baby on the uh, ship and the whole <laughs> nebula crisis. Uh, I, I like that it started at the wake again. I thought that was kind of cool because like we see at the end of the last episode, everyone kind of like rallying around um, Emperor Giorgio. And then we have Adira who has really no connection to her. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting getting to see the outsider perspective. Even though I feel like most people on the ship, their only only interaction with her was like probably she gave him like a mean look or a wedgie or a swirly like Troy. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I don't know how I felt about this scene. Uh, I I thought the reunion between uh, Gray and Adira was nice, but like. We don't mm -hmm. really get much in this scene except for the fact that there's a life sign on the ship still in the middle of the nebula. Yeah. So what were your theories on that? Like, what did you think it was going to be? <laughs> well, I kind of thought 
it was going to be a child yeah from back then but i didn't know like how old the kelpians get as well so it was like yeah really weird to think about and mm-hmm. then we see the elder in the mm-hmm. hollow yeah and i well yeah. like how old do Kelpians really get, and how long? Because that kid's been on that planet for 125 years. How long before he started looking like the old Kelpian? <laughs> well, well, what's the cool thing about is, that like, is they don't. Yeah, know how Saru old doesn't they get. know. Yeah, Saru does not know how old Kelp. No, no one knows. Well, but, no. because the old Kelpian they see, he's like that's the oldest oldest Kelpian I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I thought that was a really nice touch. Um yeah sorry <laughs> i don't know what you guys were talking about <laughs> oh well uh, we we're just talking about that first scene uh, i was talking about how um they discover the person on the ship in the middle of the nebula and yeah. they decide that they have to get there immediately oh well saru does well saru does yeah <laughs> yeah but before that um they find out that Kaminar is about to be attacked, and Saru's like, "No, we gotta. No, maybe it's after." And Saru's like, "We gotta go yeah. there." He's like, "Save all the Kelpians." Uh, yeah, and, and then the admiral's like, "No, let us take care of Kaminar." And then, um, yeah, because he's like, "This is Osiru trying to lure you here so she can get the spore drive." Except... This is the episode that really convinces me that he's not a bad admiral after all. And I, I totally saw, you know, like you guys were saying, that Saru was completely emotionally compromised. Yeah. Like he was not making good yeah. decisions at this point. Uh, which kind of bummed me out that you guys were right. <laughs> like, yeah. He, yeah I he hope we're wrong. Up. And next episode, Admiral Vance was like teamed up with Osira and you just like... You, you backed out one episode too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. It is a little... Okay, there's a lot of coincidences, right? Like, how did she know where they went? Well, I guess they did explain that, didn't they? Yeah, uh, she had been, like, monitoring, like, the signature of their spore jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How'd her ship get fixed so quickly? But then again, who knows how long it's been? Um, Maybe it's got, like, nanotech or something. Like can we talk I, I know this is like towards the end but can we i remember <laughs> someone mentioned like the logo of the chain looking like brainiac's logo or something like that yeah so it like did, how, didn't it yeah and so then in this episode her ship has the tentacle arm things that brainiac yeah. has <laughs> yeah and yes, she's so, green yeah. so what's up with that also those tentacle arms look exactly like the ones that came out of the portal in picard they do yeah. So, oh, I wonder if there's a connection. They were from the future, know. weren't they? Yeah, they were. Oh well, no, they were from, they were from um, like an alternate to, universe somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, someplace, it, sometime. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be an advanced android race or non-like mm-hmm. organic life. Form. Yeah, that's just like waiting to save anyone, any inorganic life who wants them. And by save, they mm, yeah. may kill all the peoples. Um, I wonder if that's yeah. how the Star Wars universe ends. With those aliens just showing up and saving the droids that have been, you know, <laughs> enslaved this whole time. <laughs> okay, so a few things about this episode uh-huh. that we have to talk about. Uh, there's, of course, is the planet full of dilithium. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the radiation. Right. That was an interesting little tidbit. And, um, of course, this 120, 130-year-old child man that's <laughs> been taught by... Truly's not here. Stop talking about him like that. Essentially, he's been raised by holograms. And there's a monster. Yeah, it's like all of his fears. Yeah. yeah, all all his fears manifest or something. But because of those fears manifesting in this hologram program, mm-hmm. we find out the reason the burn happened. Yeah, sort of. It, it, it wasn't really explained, but I guess he has some kind of connection to what happened. Yeah, so I guess like 120 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Something happened that freaked him out, and he's connected to the dilithium, and that did it. And it's because of the genetic tampering? Is that right? Like, they did something to him? Maybe. To I survive think... the radiation? Maybe. Do you think, like, what that was was his mother dying? I, that's, Maybe? that's exactly what yeah, I thought. Yeah, I think either his mom dying or all of the other kelpians or other researchers who were there dying and him mm. not being like able to process that as a yeah. young child yeah because they said he would be about like four or five around the time yeah when the burn happened so Man, that's depressing yeah uh so can we briefly talk about a uh, book going to like you know try to find a path to the planet yeah. <laughs> sure yeah, yeah you mean him getting <laughs> Slowly poisoned by radiation. Yep, and taking his cat along for the ride. Like, <laughs> oh why can't God. he yeah. just be like, "Hey, Michael, can you watch Grudge? Like, give her a little yeah. badge so they can beam her wherever you know off the ship, wherever mm-hmm. they need to." Like, it would be so cute. It would be on her collar. Yeah, <laughs> I but, totally agree. <laughs> but yeah, so they both get uh, like, I guess radiation poisoning. I mean, they have to have like their DNA like yeah. rewritten. So <laughs> well, the shields aren't protecting them from all the radiation, and they say when he gets back, he only needs a couple of cycles through the cellular regenerator. So maybe it's not that bad, but it is still like well, radiation poisoning. So okay, so so if he if he um was on next generation, he would be dead. Is what you're saying? Because they didn't uh, have that kind of technology. I don't think. I don't know. I can't remember it, but um, Adira takes, like, pills and stuff at the end of the show. I'm pretty sure if they got those pills, they could probably save them still. Because yeah. they did have those pills and other stuff. Well, what about what about Spock and Wrath of Khan? Like, he died of radiation poisoning. He, yeah, but They couldn't just, like, also, put him in a cycle thingy. He was also stuck in that tube for way longer. Yeah. Like, being mm. exposed directly to it. Whereas they have shields and stuff still inside the ship. Yeah. So it, they're getting some protection. He was just, just bombarded by it, so yeah. it's understandable why he died. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, they get back to the ship. A book gets um, treated, and so does uh, Grudge. Yep. By and then he has, uh, uh, the bad doctor. Dr. Pooler. Uh, yeah. 
He also has Dr. Pooler take a look at her because he said she was favoring her uh, front and left paw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, there's a cat. I've got a cat. Anybody got a cat story? Look, there's a cat. Yeah, I got a cat. Uh, we, no. So, so uh, Meg and I kind of waited to the last minute to put up a tree. Uh, and we got like one of those like fake trees, like a little tree. Because we've had experiences with cats and trees. <laughs> yeah, cats are great. Uh, yeah um you know about i think it was last year we we did the full-on like you know like a big live tree in our in our living room and meep literally got <laughs> tangled up in the wires oh, no. in the in the in the lights and stuff um and luckily we got to her and got her out and everything but we were like yeah let's not do that again yeah my but, experience cats knock over trees and still all the uh ornaments but (laughs) 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 we we didn't put up a tree this year um we didn't either we don't every year but it's but like sometimes we do sometimes we don't it just depends oh yeah i i I don't think this year uh, i don't think we've done it in about three years now (laughs) yeah we were we were pretty uh last minute on getting this one up and we'll probably keep it up for a few months before we remember to take it down that's just how it goes <laughs> like i just realized the other day we still had a couple of halloween decorations up <laughs> oh it's, really yeah <laughs> well i've only met meg once but she seems like the type that would keep out halloween decorations year-round anyways so. yeah that's why i didn't notice them <laughs> <laughs> they blended in with the regular decor exactly <laughs> uh chewy would like me to mention that it is 30 degrees outside and heat is cold Aww. so that's that's his cat story he just he wants us to hurry up <laughs> he also will not just go inside um, yeah yeah he's under oh, a blanket. okay so as they're getting checked up that's when we get the information from admiral vance that kaminar is getting attacked by the chain or they're ha- having their exercises near kaminar and mm-hmm. that they reckon that's to lure the Discovery over there. So Admiral Vance is like, listen, we're sending Starfleet there. Don't worry about it. We got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that leads... that Those couple of scenes lead to one of the big emotional parts of this episode, which is when Hugh decides that he has to go down because... He's one of the few people experienced with being alone, whereas this person's been alone for, like, decades. He's... Mm-hmm. I, I think his experience is a little bit different because it wasn't that long, but still, it's like he had a worse environment than this person did, y- yeah. it seems. Yeah, at yeah. least nothing's trying to eat him alive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, totally. And he has sort of people to talk to. <laughs> I I just like how Stamets is like you can't go. It's like all, all that radiation's bad for you. You can't go. You got us here, and yeah. And he's he, like, he, damn it, he, I, damn it, Stamets. I'm a doctor. I, I know. <laughs> I know yeah. uh, exactly. What's great is during this whole scene, Dara and Gray are in the background. Mm-hmm. But uh, how uh, I, I I reckon they should have. Uh, kept Grey out of the background and then when it comes to the close-up of Adira, then show Grey because it, it's like, oh, you're seeing this from outside 
Yeah, uh, just make it look like uh, they're talking to themselves <laughs> or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like how Stamets is like, you got me and Adira, like, m- making it like their family unit already. And then yeah. he's like, oh, and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then Stamets earlier on when Grey showed back up was like acting very fatherly when he's like, you know, yeah. I wish I could talk to you. I would give you like, a, <laughs> a piece of mind. If we, here, if, yeah. if we weren't at a funeral, I'd have a talking to you. <laughs> and then walks away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they go down to the Dilithium planet ship. Oh, uh, well, first we get the scene with, between Michael and Tilly about her taking the comm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's first. right. Yeah, that, that was, was a good yeah. really good scene. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Um, it, yeah, it was a good moment. It was, um, it was cool because they remind, I mean, like, I f- totally forgot for a second that Michael used to be a first officer. That we were introduced to her as a first officer, you yep. know, and it was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was awesome, you know. But yeah, we get her perspective and like her telling Tilly like these little inside things and like the burr that's on, on all the chair. of these. Yeah, on all the chairs as well, because it's a factory malfunction or whatever <laughs> defect. Yeah. It was a nice yeah, little right. touch. Yeah, I, I'm curious if you go back and like watch other episodes if you see like Saru like rubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a really nice scene, and like it really just you know like set Tilly up to like you know just understand that yeah you're going to be nervous, but everyone is because Michael's like the yeah. first time Giorgio left her command, she didn't breathe for like the entire yeah, five hours a... 37 minutes <laughs> yeah she didn't take a deep breath for however long but yeah it, it, it it's one of those and, and the fact that she knew exactly how long the whole yeah the, the first one was is uh talking to how nervous and i guess excited you are at that point yeah yeah i mean i i you know it, it kind of like you could feel like how she would be in that situation you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then right yeah. at the end uh it's like instantly report to the bridge and she's just like uh here we go yeah and <laughs> that's when they beam down yeah if you've ever had to like talk in front of people i feel like it's probably a similar feeling like beforehand you're like i don't know if i can do this fuck this i don't want to do this <laughs> and then once you're in there it's just like okay i got this you know but oh, it's that's, like that's the, it's not the, how it goes for me I, the, I, well, I literally yeah. black out <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't remember what happens Yep. Oh no! Oh, you but don't like actually pass good. out. You just no, you no. just mean it. You don't I remember just, it. Yeah, you like block it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you meant like there was an incident where you got up at a podium and just passed out. <laughs> nope, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, that's good. Every time I've had to speak in front of people, I just yeah. imagine there's no one there because otherwise I can't talk. Yeah, there's like little tricks you can do. It's just like one of those things. The more you do it, the easier it gets. But. uh yeah, it could be pretty nerve-wracking. And, like, for her, like, she's got all this responsibility, you know? Like, yeah. And a she's, lot can she's go wrong. just an ensign. Yeah. <laughs> it almost makes it feel like, man, Saru should not have chosen her. <laughs> Speaking of, um, yeah, there's a scene with Admiral Vance where he's, like, where Saru's talking about, like, uh, when Saru decides to go down to the planet and Admiral Vance is like, what? <laughs> and yeah. Saru's yeah. like, I have the utmost confidence in Tilly. 
and Iron Wolf Vance is like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and it's not a, that's not, um, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Tilly herself. It's just, I don't know if she's ready for that, you know. I feel Especially... like there should should have been a scene where uh, Saru was just like, all right, we're just, we're not really doing much today. Let's just like, yeah, point, point A to point B. Like, you get us there, Tilly. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the thing is, it seemed like this was going to be pretty straightforward. Like, she was just going to you know, do the routine things or whatever. And obviously that didn't happen. Get the ship repaired, have the shields ready to go so they could yeah. pop back in and beam them out. But it turns but, out it was like a worst case scenario. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, before we get to that, we'll, yeah. we need to talk about them beaming down to the ship. Yeah. Why don't we talk so, about them beaming down to the ship after this commercial break? Oh. Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Our contact with the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message regarding podcasters assembled. For this season, the podcast network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Bond movies and a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate podcasters assembled by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone the latest from QBranch for a full mission report go to probablywork.com we're all counting on you 003 and we're back so yeah it turns out this is a holodeck episode this is another yeah. one of those incidents where the holodeck goes horribly awry. <laughs> oh, I mean, we've only had one of those episodes so far on this show. On on Discovery? No, no. On the on, podcast. I, I think this on is the, the first holodeck on Discovery. Yeah, yeah I think it is. Um, no, I was excited uh, about that. I think and I think it's one of the better holodeck episodes. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I love this episode. Um yeah like we're about to get into it but yeah like just like they there's like all the emotional stuff like the mm -hmm. stakes felt real it was like very tense the entire time because they were like yeah. switching back from this like tense holodeck stuff to this tense like standoff in space with Chile. yeah definitely so yeah well the shields are falling and they need to get back out of the nebula to repair them because this nebula's radiation's doing hell on them. But three people but uh, beam down to the ship. Captain Saru, Michael, and Culver all beam down to the ship. And then as soon as they do, the Discovery boops back outside the nebula so they can do their repairs. But yep. on the inside of the ship... Michael Culver and Saru find themselves changed. Yeah, and also they can't find their radiation medicine. Yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, so I'm yeah. guessing I'm guessing holograms are a lot more um, advanced at this point. Yeah, because yeah. they were pretty freaking advanced in TNG, but they couldn't do that. You know, no, like completely like, change the way they appear like that. When when we were watching Fistful of Datas. 
Mm-hmm. Klingons still look like Klingons. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I guess like that's they... why at the end of the episode, when Adira goes in, uh-huh. uh, they have the medicine in their mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. guess they know how the technology works more. That actually makes a lot more sense now, because I was a little confused. Like, wait, why did she? It just didn't yeah. click with me, you know. Um, but anyways, so Colbert is a Bajoran. Uh, Michael is a... I forgot what they're called. Trill, right? Trill. Yeah, I was going to yeah. call them a Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> and did you guys see it coming? Like, when you saw those two, you're like... it. Saru is just oh, going to be Doug Jones, I, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming until um, he started walking out. Yeah, and he was just, a, and he had normal feet. I was yeah. like, oh, he's human. Yeah, because- yeah, I, I totally called it when I saw the other two. I'm like, oh, he's going to be Doug Jones. I thought that was awesome, though. Like, yeah. this, oh, I think yeah. is the first time we've seen Doug Jones as himself. Not just in Star Trek, but like anything. <laughs> I'm sure he's done other things, but it's the only thing I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he, I, I've seen him in a couple of other things where he's just Doug Jones, and he. Uh, oh, really? So, okay. Uh, there's an Angel movie where oh. he starts off as himself. I think it's uh, and then uh, he's like a, an ice cream man in that, and then <laughs> they do some CGI and some effects makeup, and he turns into this, like, long-limbed demon-possessed person. But That's disturbing. in the beginning, it's just Doug Jones. Yeah. Now, and this is also, I think, the first time I've seen Doug Jones with hair. I don't know if he normally has hair. He usually like shaves all his hair, right? Because he he's normally like, under has all that hair, makeup. but yeah, he he's been shaving his head for playing Saru just because it's so much easier to do the makeup. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think that was like his actual hair? No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm Unless pretty they filmed sure this, they like, had before the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Could have been. Yeah, that'd be weird though. Who knows? Yeah, maybe they filmed those parts. Who knows? Yeah. Doug Jones knows. He was there. He's like, he's like, I want my authentic hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to add hair than... Yeah, uh, true. Like fake hair. Than, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so my favorite thing about this is Culver's earrings. Oh, yeah. So that's a Bajoran thing. Yeah. You can hear them like clinging. And I'm really curious <laughs> if they like added those in post or if like they just like naturally caught those in those scenes and were like... You know, we're not going to ADR this. Like, it's too good. Because, yeah. like, there's a dramatic scene at the end. I'm sorry, MC, I'm jumping to the end. But there's a dramatic scene <laughs> yeah, at the fine. end where Culver is, like, deciding to stay with Saru. And he's like, tell Paul I love him. And then his earrings are just like, cling, 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 cling. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tyler. I don't mind jumping to the end in the middle of the episode if we're talking about <laughs> stuff that's happening. It's... When we start at the end of the episode, at the beginning of our episode, because then we have to work our way back to the start of the episode. Yeah, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a cool concept. Um, this this kid grew up living in a hologram world. Basically, he has yeah. no concept of the universe outside. It seems for some reason, and he's being taught by these holo programs. And we actually, the first encounter in the ship is with a hologram that's breaking down from radiation. Right. And we 
go from like a forest into like ruins and there's like things floating in the sky that looks it, it looks like the orchid things from Picard as well. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say a little bit. it looks like uh, in No Man's Sky when you get to like a planet and there's just like dragons flying. And you're just like, oh what yeah, the hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was it was really cool looking. There was that part where they have to like walk across that broken bridge or whatever. That's kind of like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely yeah, it definitely we- felt like a video game, but in a cool way. You know, like <laughs> it felt made spooky. Sense. Yeah, in the ruins. That like as soon as we get into the ruins, there's mm-hmm. like dildos, yes, dildos, lots of dildos. Uh, iconography that Saru sorta recognizes. There's like mm-hmm. those things flying in the sky. That it's like all overcast and thunder, mm-hmm. and they come up to like a tower or like a crumbling tower yeah. with the doors sealed up, and they're like, well, someone doesn't want something getting out of there. Yeah, exactly. But then I it thought turns... it was really cool too how the um, the the holograms they encountered were kind of like NPCs. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like malfunctioning and stuff. It's like I am error, you know. Yeah, they were like <laughs> expected entry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah, and I think Burnham even is like, "Aw, poor hologram!" At one point, because like it was mal- malfunctioning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know holograms at this point are sentient aren't they sort of oh. I, I don't know is is mc is what's going on i hear music and i have no <laughs> idea where it's coming from oh no it's that song that everyone knows <laughs> hey sorry i laughed uh, so hard i pulled my headphones out <laughs> no there's like this you're, i'm telling really you your, your house is haunted mc get out of there it is not haunted <laughs> i'm telling you my parents built this house in i see a poltergeist behind you there's a poltergeist behind you right now <laughs> no there's not i'm telling you no one else has lived here your ever. parents no one's that house. died in this house on top of the grave, like a, a burial site for like Evil Knievel's biggest fans, and they like to like <laughs> you know do try and do the same things he does, and then die, and then that's why you have like motorbikes in the background all the time, also. So they're just like being haunted by Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of creepy music, um, the creepy music that everyone hears in uh, you know the universe, I guess. Uh-huh. Was that the same melody that Saru was singing? I don't know, but uh, it seems like no. it should be. It, yeah, there should be some kind of connection, right? Like I, I didn't <laughs> think about that until you were saying it, and I could see where you're going, and I was like, I wonder, because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, no, that no, would... be- because we already know that the melody is the distress is just... signal. Yeah, it's the nebula oh. messing the with the signal. distress signal. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they run like into. I don't like that explanation. <laughs> I don't either. I, I like it being it's... that song better. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. I mean, I what guess, are they I doing don't... on this show? Know. <laughs> what are the writers doing? <laughs> Nothing makes sense. But yeah, we, we we finally run into the Kelpian on the this hologram, and he's like clearly hasn't matured, mm-hmm. and is like, "What programs are you?" Yeah, playing? yeah, and he's like, "I thought I did all the programs." Crew. Yeah. That made me like immensely sad, you know, for some reason. Yeah. And then someone mentions outside and is, is that when he freaks out? 
Uh, no, he first. Well, he like runs away. It's the mention of the distressed call on his mother that start the door from shaking, and then when Mm -hmm. outside uh, is mentioned, it gets more violent, and he's like, "You woke the monster." Yeah, (laughs) and then he runs away. I wonder if if the holograms hadn't malfunctioned, would they have maybe helped him grow up? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm a little confused on how all this works, but, you know, it seems like he would have advanced a little bit. I mean, he has all of, you know, fe- the Federation's knowledge, you know, I there. mean, clearly the programs are breaking down. Yeah. Uh, really, you need, like, person-to-person interactions to, like, What's, develop well, sure. some of the higher but, uh, emotional... In Voyager, is it, isn't the doctor a hologram? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, a he's basically hologram. a person. So, And then that was 900, 800 years prior to this. So There's it just a seemed, lot of factors. Maybe the holograms broke down really early on, also, and they've been like also, this the whole time. I don't know. Also, the doctor isn't really emotional. Uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed that yet. Like, he doesn't have eh, a good bedside manner. I've only seen manner. one episode. Like, <laughs> yeah i mean he has a really like shitty bedside manner but like that's the kind of hologram you would want you know (laughs) like to kind of be like hey you know i don't know i don't think you would want that as a kid (laughs) (laughs) i "I want a hug it just seems like all the holograms were too um they were just worried about comforting him you know instead of like raising him because it was like the grandpa one and yeah he was like, would you like to hear a story? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Sarah was like, yes. Yes, I would. It was, yeah. I and everyone that was else really was like, awesome. Saru, we, we have shit to do. We can't just <laughs> listen to bedtime stories. Yeah. And that also, like, that felt like an RPG game. Like, you know, like, you go up to this random NPC and it's like, would you like to hear a story? Like, they would repeat the same line yeah. every time you went up to him, you know? <laughs> like well, did you hear that would you like me to tell you that again you know <laughs> can can we go back to uh the monster being awakened sure because right mm-hmm. after that happens there's a weird comms transmission mm-hmm. and everyone on the discovery who's trying to fix the shields starts freaking out because they don't understand what this transmission is and then it's like, are you monitoring this? It's like, no one's responding to them, but it's like this weird, like, creepy noise that mm-hmm. we come to understand is this weird kelp-like creature that yeah. has been formed by this hologram program for this child. Man, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> child As man. we discover. For this Troy. I have questions about that. Like, wh- why? Why? Why would you come up with, like, if you're so concerned about, like... It's a glitch in the Matrix, presumably. I don't think they created that on purpose. Unless maybe they did, because apparently the only way he can get out of there is by beating that. But then also it's a holodeck, and they fuck up all the time, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... (laughs) When Michael confronts the monster, she has a rock at first, but then she puts it down and she's, like, trying to communicate with it, and it chases her, and she (laughs) falls upwards. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was cool, yeah. 
I loved yeah. the effects on this, like the way the creature looked. Like it looked like it was like smoke underwater or something. Yeah, know? I thought they yeah. spent the budget on that first episode, but then they mm-hmm. did this one. <laughs> yeah, everything looks so awesome. All the floating rocks and whatnot. It was cool. Maybe that's how great every episode could look if Doug Jones just looked like Doug Jones. <laughs> Maybe that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> or um, that's why they couldn't afford the makeup on this specific episode because they were working on the Kelpian monster. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense to me why they had to change races because, you know, if it. If uh, Saru is human, then why couldn't the other two just have stayed human? Oh, it, it was something to do with staying with the aesthetic of the programs that... I call bullshit. They, they didn't make sense it, at all. It, but it I know they make mentioned sense. it. It didn't make sense. But I liked it. Doesn't it doesn't make sense because one of the holograms <laughs> is human. Like, yeah. Wait, and then why make Saru human? He's a Kelpian. Wouldn't that be... Never mind. They should have all been Kelpians. I don't know. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would yeah, be cool. Um, Missed opportunity. <laughs> when Michael falls upwards, uh, she sort of lands in a room. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she wakes up, the Sokol, uh, mm. as we discover his name is a little bit like after this, I think. Yep. Uh, he he shows up um, and he's like, oh, I haven't done this program before. And then she tries to convince him that she's a program. That's supposed to mm-hmm. teach him social interactions. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was actually really clever. That was like uh, a good way to try to get through to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then where she messes up is she mentions outside and he's like, I don't yeah. like this program. In program. <laughs> yeah. And he tries <laughs> yeah. to reset it and yeah. reset she parameters. asks for an exit mm-hmm. so she can reset all the programs. It's like really weird. Yeah. yeah. He starts freaking out the whole time. Yeah. And then but, we we can probably hop out to, you know, what's going on with Tilly. Oh yeah. Because Asira uh is that her name? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Asira, Asira shows up in her badass ship. <laughs> yeah, and she says that last time the only reason they won is because they exploited uh what was it? Uh, structural weakness or something like that. Structural weakness or something like that. Mm-hmm. And That's right. They've yeah. re- rectified that, and of I... course, everyone cloaks and hides and tries to. But yeah, uh, Tilly's just like trying to be confident, like trying to put her best foot forward, and it's sort of like she's muddling through it. But at the same time, she's doing just as well as Saru is. Yeah, I thought she was oh, doing totally. really good. She's like, she did good considering. For she's sure. like, you're not getting the spore drive. I will self destruct this motherfucker. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> like else that, on the that bridge is because... like, Bryce is yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Detmer looks to Owo like, did you? Did she just say that? I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't feel like the rest of the crew's on board with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a tough situation, and I think. I don't know if that would be the right thing to do in that situation, but like, I, I think kind of maybe. Yeah, kind like, of. I think yeah. that's in the best interest of the Federation, as far as she knows. Yeah, but that you nailed you nailed it on the head. That was definitely one of those um, Kobayashi Maru scenarios for yeah. sure. It was definitely yeah. like, a, oh, we're fucked. What do we do? <laughs> kind yeah. of things, you know. Abandon the away team, or yeah, everyone dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, 
I thought it was cool that they explained how Asyra got there so fast. Because they're like near the Gamma Quadrant, right? So they're pretty far away from yeah. Federation space as we know it. I don't know. We don't have like a galactic map for this era. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like <laughs> assuming. But it, yeah, it was cool that they explained Subspace. it was like old transwarp conduit or something i think they said sub it's an old subspace yeah like she gets there really fast she like throws out her threats and whatnot and we're supposed to be scared Mm -hmm. and of course she she's brainiac as we mentioned well i like um doesn't tilly cloak the ship she's like we have a cloak installed right right (laughs) yeah and then they cloak and then osiris the ship immediately cloaks too yeah yeah that was clever um yeah, it was it was a really cool um cool scene. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember how did the sorry, I only got a chance to watch this once, but how did the cloak get taken down? Cuz it doesn't it get taken down. Uh, that happens later on. We'll get back oh, okay. to it. Uh because of course we have to talk about Saru and the Elder a little bit before we get there because he's singing a lullaby and telling him the story of <laughs> um the ball and the Kelpians and Kaminar, and he discovers the totems that we've seen outside mm-hmm. of the door that was sealed up, mm-hmm. and it's the all-seeing eye, which is part yep. of the Kelpians' past, and it's supposed to be a totem of protection now, and yeah. So I guess the Kelpians, or sorry, the Ba'ul became the Kelpians' protectors in a way? Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I but, wasn't sure well, what uh, Kelpians would be like in this timeline, because we hadn't really seen them. Well, I guess we saw that hologram in the previous episode. But like, I was almost assuming that the Kelpians of the Ba'ul would have formed into one species somehow, you know? Yeah, it's really weird. And yeah. then, um, of course, the story is linked to this episode because the monster that we've been seeing is Mm -hmm. actually in the story as well yeah so that leads to the elder telling saru that when he's scared and he wants to hide away from all the other programs Mm -hmm. sakal goes to his tower yeah which is where we end up going next uh uh, you know after osiris done all of her threats and Tilly's just like we're gonna blow this ship up it's like that's when we go to the tower mm-hmm. and we see Sir Carl and um he's not doing well really and he's going up against the monster and things aren't going well and that's when like a shock wave happens and it's clear that Sakal is connected to the burn in some way. And the only way that he calms down is when Saru sings to him. Yeah. So I guess we're led to believe that what caused the burn was Sakal having a tantrum? Yes. Like, it was kind of like Something a Thanos like snap kind of thing. That's weird. That's so weird to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, I remember there was the Giorgio log from star trek logs where she's like whoever did this i can't wait to fight him so it's a good thing you know she didn't make it this far yeah because <laughs> she would have beat a, a man child 
<laughs> yeah. Oh god, what if I'm throwing a tantrum uh-huh. and like destroying the universe? That's like it's a metaphor for Star Trek fans throwing tantrums. Oh, oh like, we'll just snap. we will just end this whole series right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that, that's fantastic. That is like the him like having that emotional distress sends mm-hmm. out this shockwave of whatever which yeah. then disrupts both of the cloaking uh cloach oh ships. that's right that's what did it and yeah. that's when we see the brainiac arms come into play and capture the discovery right it's right as tilly's to go into black alert they were yeah. right out, right about yeah, to, to warp out or jump out of there i guess and they start blooping yeah. in and, yeah um, stamets jumps into the cube Mm-hmm. Even though he is worried that the shields aren't going to be ready in time. Mm-hmm. Well, no, his concern is that they're abandoning Colber. Oh, yeah. yeah. And but he was ready like... to jump anyways, because, you know. And then Adira and him have a conversation, and that's going to lead us up to the bit where Book's like, hey, I can go res- rescue the away team. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think, oh, in between the two scenes of Book actually going and we are seeing Adira again, don't we see a conversation between the three members of the away team about who's staying and who's going? Yeah. yeah because um, they're slowly dying from radiation yeah. sickness. I thought it was a nice touch that you can see, like, you know, like the mm-hmm. burning spots on them before they ever mention it. Because yeah. I was like looking at them, and it like really builds the tension. Because I'm like, oh, they haven't said anything, but they're starting to look worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, it was clear that like Saru was like, like having a hard time dealing with this situation, which I thought was kind of a nice. Talk. Yeah, because Saru was talking about like getting back, and then that's when uh, Michael was saying that she would, you know, he needed to stay, and that she would give Tilly like yep. all the support that she needed yeah i think burnham really stepped up in this episode like in a really good way you know i I think michael's going to be a great third officer (laughs) (laughs) because she was a terrible second yeah i reckon as a supporting role for tilly she's gonna do great honestly i think they're kind of building up to her taking command yeah it seemed like that too um i don't know if we're ready for it yet like she kind of has to earn it still you know but like I think that's kind of where it's going, you know. This is yeah, one of those I'll... this is one of those steps in the right direction for her though, I think. So this episode ends on a cliffhanger essentially because yeah. Michael gets picked up by Book, but mm-hmm. the away team, uh two of them are still down on the planet oh, and Adira beams down. Yeah. Yeah, Adira beams down with the medication in her mouth as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But Osiris come uh, has captured the Discovery with her Brainiac arms, has uh, sent her troops over, and essentially... And they're headed to uh, uh, Starfleet HQ, so... Yeah. yeah. That was a really shocking moment, because they were just about to get away, and... Like, Osiris' men, like, jumped right in, like, as, like, they stopped it, you know? Like, they jumped right into Stamets' cube. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about that. There's 
essentially a whole force of armed military people who beam onto the ship yeah. from the chain. They put Stamets in essentially a slave helmet thing, mm-hmm. and they jump to Starfleet headquarters. That's pretty much the end of this. As Michael and Book are coming out of the nebula in Book's ship, Mm-hmm. and they witness the ship disappear. So they have to stay and get the away team before they go back. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. I'm not, not really sure. Yeah. So <laughs> Culber says, you know, if it's more than a day, don't bother coming back because they'll already be dead. But then Adira gets the medicine, so then maybe they have a few more days. Um, I, yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. But yeah. The big cliffhanger sure. is where's Grudge? Last time we saw her, she was in, you know, sick bay. Did yeah. she make it back to the ship? Is she on the ship or is she on the disco? Yeah, this, the, this is the question the we're all wondering. <laughs> Do you think Grudge is going to save the day? Do she you think could. Grudge is the MacGuffin? God, how good would it be if the next episode, it just follows Grudge around? <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking like uh, the TNG episode where they're uh, where they get turned into kids and like they're like doing yeah. all those like Home Alone style things. <laughs> like it's that with Grudge. <laughs> I would so be there for it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that. That moment that the ship warp, not warps, I keep trying to say warp, where it spore drives away. Spoop-de-doops. Yeah, it, uh, I, I was a little surprised by that because the other ship goes with it. Like, yeah, like both, is that how it works? I don't think that's how that works, you know, because but... the Discovery, the Crossfield class, it's constructed in a certain way to handle the spore drums. You know, like it twists around and shit. <laughs> but Osiris said that they learned how it works, so presumably they like modified something, and then like using those arms, they did it. Uh, and I, also, I we already know that uh, modern ships are yeah morphable. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just thinking, like, remember what happened to the Glen? What was it? The Glen? The USS? Yeah, it was the Glen. Yeah, the Glen. Yeah, like everyone died because the spore jump went horribly wrong. I assume that like not just any ship could do that. <laughs> but that was when they were trying to create a like non-human interface, right? For the spore jump uh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eh, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the next episode is called The Good of the People, which makes me think that someone is going to die. And who do you think that person is that's going to die? Do you think it will be no. Tilly? Do you think it will be no. Saru? Do you think it Maybe. will be Admiral Vance? <laughs> I don't think it'll be Admiral Vance. I think it'll be Admiral Vance. I'm going to say Saru on this one. I want it if to it's... be Saru. Because, but, so, I don't want it to be Saru. Well, but the I reason I like... want it to be Saru I... is because <laughs> Doug Jones has already shared things about filming season four. So I'd oh. love it if he was faking us out. Oh, shit. He totally could be. It's like uh, Robert Kirkman, the guy that writes The, uh, the Walking Dead. He actually faked everyone out um, by like talking about or they were putting out um, sample covers for issues that were supposedly coming. But he ended the series when no one was expecting it, you know, Mm -hmm. like it was like on 190 something like everyone was expecting like issue 200 and he faked everyone (laughs) out. He's like, nope, this is the last one. Bye. (laughs) Like he didn't tell anyone before the issue dropped, you know. 
Like there were solicitations for the next one and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be like that. It could be. That'd be really clever. Uh, you know, I'd hate to see. I'd hate to see Doug Jones go. But, but you'd love to it watch seems him walk like away. That's kinda, yeah, it seems like that's kind of <laughs> what they're leading to. I don't know. <laughs> so we should wrap up, right? Sure. I guess. Yeah. What's Aaron Ash Tyler? <laughs> Let's see. Who could be the Ash Tyler? There's so many people that changed races. Yeah. Uh, was he the old Kelpian? <laughs> well, I was thinking it would have to be Michael Colver or Saru. Hmm. I think it's Saru. Okay. <laughs> well, he had the biggest transformation. Yeah. yeah. I, any of the ships do it for you in this episode. Well, I, mean, I mean, I love seeing that uh, that Brainiac ship again. That was cool. Yeah. But it was cool seeing it do new stuff as well. Yeah. Those tentacles. Uh, MC, are you still playing <laughs> Cyberpunk? Or have you moved on? Oh, I am. Okay. Ah. Uh, I'm doing that thing where I only play you for like two or three hours at a time so I don't rush through it and get like burnt out on it. Mm. So would you rather watch this episode or play Cyberpunk? Oh, that's really hard. That, oh. Nah, I'll probably watch this episode. I reckon. I reckon it was, this episode was better than an hour of Cyberpunk. I thought this episode was really good. I think yeah. it might be the yeah. best episode this season. So far. Tyler. So far. Uh-huh. <laughs> was there a triple? Uh not unless the monster was a triple. No, Ooh. it wasn't. I didn't guess. see another triple, I don't think. I don't think there was a hologram. Oh, one. that would have been that would have been nice. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and what if Saru, like I was expecting him to become human, what if he became a triple? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Whatever you he didn't. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, but would it have oh, been man, we... good? <laughs> <laughs> we have to get oh, to a triple episode God. soon. What do you think Adira is going to turn into? She could turn into a triple. Oh, no. may- maybe she'll turn <laughs> into a trill. Like she'll oh, actually turn into a trill. I totally forgot that we didn't get to see what she turns into on the ship. No, well, her and Michael switch. So if uh, she turns into a trill, that would be really funny. I, yeah, I just want to correct you guys real quick. They. Oh, right. Yeah. Nay. It's oh, really yeah. easy to slip up. So Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to be really conscious of it when talking about them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, um, anyways. Uh, plugs? Yeah. Left? Yeah. Uh, so, MC's got a podcast with Troy, uh, the man-child. <laughs> uh, but it's a very man-child thing, what I'm about to say that you guys do, now that I'm thinking about it. No offense. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm more the man-child than Troy is, but okay. But Troy's not here, so it's fun to poke fun at him. Uh, anyways, yeah. so they have a podcast called great. The Best Animated Shows Ever, so far, where they watch, review, and rank every animated show ever, so far, based on the first three episodes. Uh, they're doing Thundercats eventually. I don't know when you guys are coming back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know when we're coming back either. Yeah, that should be a good one. Yeah. You can find more of Eric's work on Epic Fails of History. That's Epic with a K, where he talks about humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them. Yep. <laughs> you, you got a new episode coming out? Uh, yeah. New, we're, new we're, year, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to do, um, we're going to go back to trying to do it monthly. 
and uh doing things a little differently this uh this season so it should be should be interesting um we're hoping to get them out i want to say the fourth wednesday of every month so we'll see if we actually stick to that schedule (laughs) tyler also does an attack on titan podcast called the coordinate where he's talking about the final season the anime with a weird british guy named bill (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um yeah so we're like alternating and I had yeah. to do two back to back because uh, the French decided to close the border with the UK because of the coronavirus, and yeah. yeah, Bill wasn't able to record because they had to like scramble to get supplies just in case. And mm-hmm. yeah, so he had a good Christmas. Um, anyways, the podcast is pretty good, and the show's pretty good. So check it out. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, actually, when we first started the podcast like a year ago, we did. Me and Bill both did episodes of the best animated shows ever so far, about the first three episodes of Attack on Titan, so you can also check those out. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where it started. That's the origin story. Uh, I forced <laughs> I, I, f- <laughs> I forced Troy to make every item on their dice roll Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So uh, you can find links to everything we mentioned, or do, do you want to talk about... Um, the other podcast pod ass <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah uh, speaking of bill um you should go check out podcasters assemble where this season we're listening to all of the bond movies leading up to the new one which comes out at some point in the future hopefully <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh yeah bill's pretty great on there he uh i was just listening to the quantum of uh solace episode earlier and he was cracking me up on that episode he's he's a character <laughs> and you can find links to everything we mentioned down below including links to our social media and our discord channel go check us out there where you can talk to us about shit be one of the <laughs> 20 30 people there i don't know we got some people come uh yeah so where are we beaming out to guys i guess i guess we're going to starfleet hq like yeah yeah phaser set to kill i think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of shooting going on. <laughs> I got, I got a Bill, feeling. Bill, 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 Maybe they'll find a diplomatic solution. <laughs> we'll it's, it's called the good of the people, so maybe they'll come to an agreement. Maybe Probably gonna, not. <laughs> maybe no. I was just thinking they're gonna they're gonna create um, like a laser guillotine for Asira. Because <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I mean. Mm, Technically, the Federation did kind of cause the burn. See, so do you think it's going to be Admiral Vance? <laughs> Admiral Vance's head on the. I, I think whoever instructed the Kelpians to go there's long been dead. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's let's beam on over to Starfleet HQ. Three to beam out. <laughs>
This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.